0: a patched up podcast could ruin your business. Let us do the technical busy work behind the scenes while you share your genius on the mic and take the industry stage. Visit smoothpodcasting.com to learn more. That's smoothpodcasting.com to learn more. Welcome back to the Outcomes Rocket, everyone. Saul Marquez here. Today, I have the privilege of having two outstanding guests. Well, you guys have heard from Jamie Lagarde. He was on the podcast previously. He's a successful serial entrepreneur and seasoned executive whose wealth of knowledge helped launch Sidera into the market in 2014. If you haven't listened to the episode that we did with Jamie, listen to it. Tons of value there. Uh, just type in Sidera on the search bar on the website, you'll find it. But he brings over 20 years of operational information technology experience and 12 years of healthcare and medical informatics experience, working with organizations such as the Mayo Clinic, Cleveland Clinic, Baylor, Scott and White. He has served on numerous boards, most recently as the chair of the Goodwill Central Texas Board. Jamie and his wife, Alicia, have three very active young boys who manage to keep their healthcare and active top of conversation in their home. And so the episode that we had with Jamie was was such a smashing success. You guys all liked it we have him back on and we have another fantastic guest, Dr. Michael Garrett. Dr. Michael Garrett uh, received his uh, medical degree from Indiana University in 97, completed his family medicine residency at Ball Hospital in Muncie, Indiana in 2000. And with 17 years of full-time ER experience, he really is able to treat a wide spectrum of injuries and illnesses. And he does so from Austin, Texas, where he's uh, calling in from, with his wife Jill and their two daughters Max and Kate, he's just an amazing person. He loves literature, great music, and art. And and ultimately, the topic of today is is what he does so well with his company, Direct MD Austin. It's direct primary care, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. So I want to welcome both you, Jamie, and Dr. Garrett to the podcast. Thank you both for for joining us today.
1: So, I'll thank you for having us, and I'm super excited to be talking about direct primary care and medical cost sharing a little bit together today. You know, I want to say upfront, first and foremost, you know, Doctor Garrett is my direct primary care physician, and I told Doctor Garrett, you know, we're going to be talking about some things about me to make the story personal a little bit today. Things that he that he's been able to help me with, and how it's been such a refreshing healthcare experience to go this route. And so, Dr. Garrett, thank you again for joining Saul's podcast today. Thank you, Jamie.
2: Happy to, happy to be on with you. Excited to share. And thank you, Saul, for having me.
0: Absolutely. So really, you know, the thing that we like to start with on the podcast is really the spark. So I'd love to hear from you guys. What inspires your work in healthcare?
2: Okay. So, you know, our, our system's basically broken and I think everybody knows it. I mean, everybody who's experienced it from any angle knows that our healthcare system is, is broken. Doctors know it. Patients know it. Everybody that works in it or, or experiences it knows it. And what inspires me is, is changing that broken system. And I had previously thought of trying to ways to change it for, from sort of a systematic perspective and several years ago I just figured out well I can change one little area my own practice and so that inspired me to start my practice once I heard about this model of direct primary care where people pay a monthly membership that is affordable and then they get direct access to their physician and it kind of removes the middlemen and third parties from it and so physicians you know it's satisfying for them they have time for the patients it's satisfying for patients because they can reach the physician they call they reach a human they text we respond. They email, they can communicate with us, you know, kind of however they want. So that's what inspires me is, is sort of making change in the system, but on a one one at a time basis, one person at a time.
0: I love that. Now, thank you for that, Dr. Garrett. It makes a huge difference. And, and, and Jamie, I know you, you've said this before, but I'd love to, for those that haven't, to hear what inspires you.
1: Sure. I, I, I mean, Saul, I think we can all agree that healthcare represents one of the top public policy issues this country faces. We've been trying to fix it in different ways, and small ways. And, and I think, honestly, we're past that point of reform. This isn't going to be small things that fix this. It's going to be big, completely reinventing the way we get the health care. Everyone needs access to health care. And we need to reform, completely change, not reform, completely change the way we pay for it. And, uh, and so that's what fires me up, is that I, I think there are ways like medical cost sharing, like direct primary care. And maybe for your listeners, we should take a minute and have Dr. Garrett explain what actually direct primary care is. We talked about medical cost sharing last time, which is individuals coming together to share each other's medical bills. There's no insurance whatsoever. It's just people supporting one another in a very cost-effective way. No networks. People go where they want to go and they get access to amazing health care at a fraction of the cost. And so that, you know, medical cost sharing is, you know, we can talk more about that, but I'd love for Dr. Garrett, I think would be really helpful just to kind of set the stage of what he and his practice are doing for people like myself every day.
2: Sure. So direct primary care is just what it sounds like. So primary care is basically, you know, your family physician and it's, it's kind of like the old school family medicine model where the doctor knows the patient, the patient knows the doctor, you see the same person every time and the idea behind the direct is that the financial relationship between the patient and the doctor is direct the the patient pays a monthly fee it's not mediated through your health insurance through your employer anything like that and what that does that that direct relationship between the patient and the doctor removes the the third parties from the exam room and it allows the doctor to have time with the patient the patient to have time with the doctor and the physician's decision making or anything that they're doing is not determined by someone outside that exam room so Basically, direct primary care, the arrangement is people pay us a monthly membership fee. And that basically covers everything that we do in the office. It's, it's unlimited office visits. It's no co-pays when they come in. There's no worrying about any of that kind of thing. They can come as often as they want or as infrequently as they want. It includes telemedicine. It includes you know what we call tech visits. So you can email, you can text directly to me, as you know, Jamie. But those, those things are all included. And then basically everything we do in the office almost 100% of that is included in that membership fee. And to give your listeners an idea here in Austin, Texas, it's it's basically based on age. Kids are $30 a month. You know, Young adults up to age 44 are $60 a month. Middle age up to age 65 are $80 a month. And then $110 a month for people over 65. For that, they get unlimited offices, no copays. And all the things we do in the office, like strep tests and flu tests and urinalysis and EKG, all those basic things, sutures, removing things, freezing lesions, all that's included in that membership fee. So there's not, you know, nickeling, diming for, for other things. And then it also includes, you know, discounted prices on labs and that kind of thing. So that's the basic outline of how it works of what direct primary care is. It's a monthly membership plan to make medicine affordable and then the costs transparent for primary care.
0: Yeah, thank you for that. And, you know, I feel like the direct primary care Movement has grown tremendously, and and I think is has become a pillar of really how people access care in this country in a way that's not financially catastrophic. And so, uh, last time, Jamie, you you mentioned you know the importance of direct primary care, and though for the members on the Sedera plans, they actually get discounts as well because obviously it, it makes a lot of sense. Do you, do you care to to talk about that?
1: Yeah, I mean, we are such a fan of direct primary care. Of those of our members having that type of membership as well, that we actually will lower our monthly contribution. What does that mean? So you're basically getting a discount on your Sidera membership if you have a direct primary care membership as well. And so it's very it's we what we've seen is our members who have a direct primary care practice end up being healthier and needing less money from the community. And so it's very clear. I mean, Dr. Garrett's my Direct primary care doctor, been an awesome relationship, and I'll tell I'll tell you this all. We I spent more time in my initial history and physical with him over two and a half hours at the time, and and I, I didn't think I had that much to worry about. I, you know, it makes me sound like I'm like have all these major issues, but <laughs> I don't think I do. But he was so thorough and comprehensive with me. That was more time that I'd spent with a doctor than the last ten years with my previous fee-for-service doctor mm-hmm. who, I, who I really liked and still do and, and would recommend him in a heartbeat. But it's a completely different way of dealing with primary care. I refer to it as advanced primary care and really think of Dr. Garrett as really my quarterback for my healthcare experience from this point forward. So that's how I view it. And we've seen the benefits in the sharing community until we actually promote to our members that they should go get a membership like this. It's a really great non-insurance solution. You add direct primary care plus a medical cost sharing membership on top of it. There isn't insurance in any of it. And it it creates a very, I mean, we have three boys. My wife and I are three boys. We saved $17,000 in our first year of being a member of a direct primary care practice plus Sidera.
0: yeah, and it makes so much sense. You know, just the uh, a lot of people go to say an urgent care clinic, and at the race that you're talking about, uh, Doctor Garrett, I mean, it just blow it away, right? A whole year of care potentially in one visit. So the model makes a lot of sense. It helps us stay healthier. Now, as as we think about the value that it provides to the healthcare ecosystem, it's super clear. Let's talk about outcomes, right? You, Jamie, you mentioned that the members on the Sedera plans, you see them be healthier and they need to access care less. Dr. Garrett, you want to kick us off with maybe how you see direct primary care improving outcomes?
2: Yeah, so I, I think that there are multiple ways in which direct primary care improves outcomes. And the, the primary one is that it really removes any disincentive for people to get care. So they there's not a disincentive on scheduling. We always have same and next day appointments available. It's guaranteed in our membership. We've never failed on that in seven years. Everyone can get in same or next day. So they get in right away. There's no charge for coming in. They're going to pay a monthly membership fee no matter what. There's no copay. There's no financial disincentive to come. So if something comes up, people reach out, they come in. Or if need be, I mean, a lot of times they don't need to come in. They just get a phone consult or a telemed visit, or we text about the problem so they get that care immediately and a lot of the friction that's usually in the system that keeps people from getting the care you know is is just removed so they get taken care of more quickly there's even been a, a couple of studies published about this with direct primary care where it dropped the number of emergency room visits it dropped the number of consultations with specialists required and you know those things have real costs that are substantial i mean to go back to what you said Saul i mean the one emergency room visit or an urgent care visit where somebody gets stitches that can be their direct primary care membership for two or three years. And we can avoid that very often. Like they'll just shoot me a text, send me a picture, say, Hey, here's this cut on my son's leg. Does it need stitches or not? Yes, it does. Can I meet you in the office? You know, we, we do that kind of thing all the time and it's extremely satisfying, but yeah, they they, there's been some published data that having a direct primary care relationship reduces emergency room visits. And, and necessity of consultations. It's not that I have any disincentive. If someone wants to go see a specialist or they, or I think they need to, there's no reason not to make that referral. But a lot of specialty referrals are made unnecessarily because the doctor, the primary care doctor doesn't have time to manage the problem.
1: And we, we do. Well, uh, there's so many times, Dr. Garrett, that you, whether it's, you know, I was on vacation and had this like strange markings on my arm and I had no idea what it was and I'm on vacation right and I don't really want to be messing with this but so you know a little bit concerned I took my phone took a picture of it you responded back within the hour and said you know do this not a big deal that didn't exist at all in my fee for service relationship with my with my previous doctor the standard response was you got to come in and make an appointment that might be three or four days at, at the earliest to get in. And then you're waiting two or three hours in a waiting room with a whole lot of sick people. And you know, it just, it's a completely next level experience by essentially removing the middleman, which is the insurance company.
2: Yeah, and if I could just tag onto that, that's, that's one of the things, I have a lot of different ways I describe what we're doing. But we're, we're trying to make medicine a 21st century experience like it should be, like so many other things are. If I need to get somewhere now, I don't hail a cab. I get on my phone and I use Uber or Lyft or something like that. And the healthcare experience can be just like that. Again, a large part of it is removing those third-party middlemen that prevent that. I mean, one of the things that causes people to need an office visit when they really don't need an office visit is that the the doctors or offices don't have a way to get reimbursed for that care. And we we kind of remove that problem. And so that's no longer an issue. If you contact me and it's a straightforward problem and I can just send a prescription, I don't have to require you to come to the office. Of course, I love to see my patients. And so they're always welcome to come for a visit, but often their time is so valuable to them. They don't want to spend 30 minutes driving across town, you know, and then 30 minutes
0: driving back. So we just handle it with telemedicine. That's awesome. Yeah. And so direct primary care was really doing telemedicine and, and virtual care even before the COVID pandemic. But have you found that the pandemic has accelerated the use, the virtual use of, of, of care?
2: I have not seen a huge difference in our practice, maybe a little bit, but we were already doing so much of that that it was not a big shift or a pivot. I mean, for certainly for traditional practices, they had to make a lot of changes and and there was a big shift and they had a huge increase in the amount of that. We definitely did, especially at the beginning of the pandemic, when, when people were still trying to figure out what was going on and or when we were really in high rates of cases here in the Austin area, we had more telemed. But we were, like I said, we were already doing that, or like you said, Saul, we were already doing that for five, six years before that. So we can very flexibly increase or decrease that as the situation dictates.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, you mentioned the, the stitches situation, right? And, and so in that situation, you go in, so then do you, cover the stitches as part of the regular fee? Or is there a fee on top of that? I would imagine to take that. That's,
2: that's just included. I mean, that's That's amazing. I want to say that actually, so people have this perception that healthcare is expensive. It doesn't have to be that way. And it's really, a lot of times it's not, I mean, in the current system, if you don't know how to, if you don't have direct primary care and you don't have a sharing plan, it can be outrageously expensive, but it doesn't have to be. So to do sutures on one of my members, I think the total cost of my practice is somewhere between $20 and $30 or something like that. It's not an amount that I need to build a patient for. So I don't, it's, it's something that I can easily roll into the membership cost. And, and almost everything's like that. I mean, yeah. strep tests cost me like $2, uh, flu tests are a little more expensive. Maybe they cost $15 or $20, but those kind of things are so inexpensive and people need them on, you know, average on aggregate. So infrequently that it you don't have to nickel and dime and charge for these individual things. We do have a few things that we charge additionally for, but one of the other things that Jamie and I have talked about a lot of times, because we both have a lot of, you know, common values and interests on this, is the price transparency part. If there's anything that's not included in our membership, it's right there on the website, it's right on the member agreement. There's a there's a dollar sign and it tells you what it costs. Awesome. So uh, yeah. but yeah, the, the key yeah. point there is that things don't need to be expensive. And and therefore when you have a membership. You know, plan like ours. Most of those things are just included, including sutures. We don't charge for that. Amazing. I
1: mean, I if I come in and do my you know annual physical with Doctor Garrett, he's got the labs that he wants to see on me. But Doctor Garrett, you'll say, well, if there's anything else you want to get lab work on, Jamie, just check the box, and they're five bucks each, right? That level of transparency of knowing exactly what it's going to be, and it just gets billed with my credit card that's on file. It's just really, really simple, and it's if I would have run those same lab tests in my previous arrangement. In most cases, it would have cost me a lot more. So, that yeah, I have is so many example. Uh, sorry, if I can just
2: share, I have so many examples Please. of that where people come to me and maybe they have, as an example, they may have insurance, but it's a high deductible plan, so they they end up paying for a lot of the stuff out of their pocket. And I'll do the exact same panel of labs that they had the year before they came to me, and they'll say, "Oh gosh, I got." I got balanced billed for that for $1,100. And I look at ours and I say, oh, well, that'll cost $88. It's literally about a tenfold or more difference normally, like typically is, is the case. And so we have people all the time who say, the very first time you did labs on me for an annual physical that were thorough and comprehensive, I saved enough to pay for my entire year of unlimited office visits and no copays with you. It's like, just that savings alone. So, and, and I could go on. I mean, I have examples like that all day long.
0: Love it. Yeah. And, and uh, no, I appreciate that, Dr. Garrett and Jamie. And actually, I went on your website as we were chatting here and just like, you know, I see, yeah, anything that's not included, it's there. And the tests are like crazy inexpensive. And I love it. Like, this is just so cool. Um, all right. So, as we think about some of the biggest setbacks that, that potentially, you know, you've experienced in this model or in what you do, what would you say was a key learning? And maybe this one, we'll, we'll start with with Jamie.
1: You know, Saul, we talked a little bit about this last time and you actually used this phrase of people, it's like a Stockholm syndrome where everybody is so used to the white insurance card and turning over all their healthcare to the, the big third-party payer. And we're forgetting that We're actually the ones that are paying for healthcare, and so it's changing this mindset around how healthcare is paid for is a big challenge. A big it it is a challenge that we're facing, and I joke about the fact that you know. First of all, there's this price transparency rule that was put in place January 1st of 2021, and we need to see more come from that because I think there is a lot of value, as Dr. Garrett talked about earlier and seeing what everyone's prices are. It's literally to the point where on one side of the street, you can go get an MRI for $400, but on the other side of the street, you can get it done, $400 on one side, 4,000 if you happen to end up on the wrong side of the street. Those kind of, the lab tests that Dr. Garrett was talking about, that's just yet another example. We've got got cases where people go get a hernia repair, and sometimes they're billed 20 grand for that, and sometimes they're charged $3,500 for it. And so price transparency doesn't solve all the issues, but it is a key to solving some of the issues. And the lack of not having that is, has created challenges and setbacks, not only in the medical cost-sharing world, but, you know, in, in DPC as well. And we're both trying to push and change that from our own, own perspectives. I joke around and I, you know, and I say to everyone, I said, I believe that everyone in America has a superpower, that every American has a superpower. And that superpower is that we know how to shop. We know how to use Amazon, we know how to use coupons, we know how to find the best deal we possibly can in a situation. Our economy has taught us all how to do that and we're really good at it. But for some reason, we don't do that in healthcare. We turn that off and we need, and we just turn it over to that white little card in your pocket. We need people and we're trying to teach people to use that superpower in healthcare. And then when they team up with a direct primary care practice, what happens is, is someone like Dr. Garrett, points them in directions of where to go to get affordable health care, cash pay friendly prices. And I mean, there was a time where I hurt my ankle and I went, came in to see Dr. Garrett and Dr. Garrett's like, I don't think it's broken. I'm really sure it's not. But if you want to rule it out, go here and go get a, some x-rays on it. And by the way, the price over there is going to be about 60, 65 bucks. And I walked over there and sure enough, and they saw me right away and knocked it out for 65 bucks. I love it. Was, it was super easy.
0: I love it. So thank you for that, Jamie. And, you know, we are starting to see improvements in in price transparency, but yet it's not where it should be. It's doctors like yours, right, Dr. Garrett, that can help us, you know, direct primary care, help us navigate those additional things, the x-rays, the lab lab tests, etc. So, Dr. Garrett, what are your thoughts there specifically around biggest setbacks and the key learning? So,
2: Saul, I haven't really had significant setbacks. I'm going to reframe it a little bit to biggest challenges. I do think there are challenges, and I think it it ties into what Jamie's saying. The, The biggest challenge for me as a direct primary care doctor in the last few years has been getting is education. It's basically getting people to think about things differently, both patients getting them to think about it differently, think outside the insurance box. And doctors, like I'm on a part of my crusade is not just for me to have a DPC practice, the the direct primary care and that relationship with my patients, but to, to spread the word about that to other doctors, to get them to think about having a practice like that, where they can have adequate time with their patients. They can you know truly love and enjoy medicine again because they're not rushed and trying to see 30 patients a day and ticking boxes on forms for an insurance company as their means of getting paid so it's but but that's such a mindset change both for patients in how they see healthcare you know and how they see being a consumer of healthcare that they need to be an active minded price shopping price conscious consumer of healthcare that's a, it's a totally different mindset than what people are used to and then doctors also it's scary for them to think about going out and doing this totally different thing, you know, and working directly with patients. So those are the big, a couple of the biggest challenges.
0: Yeah, no, I'm glad you brought those up. And you know, the thought comes to mind of you have folks that are on, on plans, the cost sharing plans, you've got uninsured, and then you have the insured. So, you know, just curious, are you guys seeing people with insurance start to say, Hey, wait a minute, you know, with this $5,000 you know, copay that I have to do a year until the insurance starts kicking in. Are you guys seeing people shift toward your type of care instead of saying, I'm not going to go into the system like this? We'd love to hear your thoughts. I've got a couple of things to say about that. So yes, I mean, we have,
2: we're in Westlake Hills in Austin, which is a nice neighborhood. We have a very wide variety of patients in terms of their economic background. I mean, this is a very well-to-do area of Austin. Mm So we have people who consider us their concierge doctor. And then we have people who are, that have good insurance, great insurance, no insurance. They have sharing plans. We have an increasing number of people with sharing plans. We now provide sharing plans for myself, my second doctor, our staff here at the office, all of our families are using sharing plans because we see the kind of overlap between those two things. But yes, we we have patients who are have health insurance and yet are starting to price shop and are saying, well, I have health insurance. Dr. Garrett, and you're telling me I need an MRI. What's the situation? And I just lay it out for them as best as I, I know it. I say, well, I don't know what with your particular insurance it will be, but tends to be two or $3,000 to use your insurance. And if you think you're going to get to your deductible this year, that might make sense, but you can get it for cash for $450. And some of them just say, you know what, um, I'm just going to pay cash out of pocket for this because I, there's no way I'm going to meet my deductible this year. And we have people making those kind of decisions uh, regularly. So- yeah, we we have the whole spectrum of patients in, in that regard. And I do see more and more people going to sharing plans, like I said, because people are starting to, well, we're having this discussion every day with individual patients.
0: Jamie, uh, thank you, Dr. Garrett. And Jamie, do you, you know, do you see, and, and the difference is huge, right? 450 versus 3000. Jamie, do you see, do you get people with insurance joining your plans?
1: So most of the people are picking us, and they're they're frustrated with insurance, and they're they're making the transition from a high cost insurance product to a far more cost efficient sharing membership. And so mm-hmm. they're leaving insurance altogether and altogether. coming to sharing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So they're not they're not having an additional cost. You know, we actually have some people who use it as they'll, that are of Medicare age, and so what they they'll have Medicare and use us as a supplement. I don't think that's the best actually solution for folks. There are some cost sharing solutions that are designed as a Medicare supplement. We don't have that product today, but I think we will in the relatively near future. Uh, but no, people, the, the main use that we're seeing is both for individuals and employees of corporations, is they're saying no to expensive health insurance and they're saying yes to a sharing membership, which is again it's a completely different way of thinking about your healthcare. Uh, no insurance in it whatsoever. And then we're encouraging them to pair that with direct, a, a direct primary care membership, where effectively the discount is going to subsidize that membership. That's fair. You know,
0: and and makes a lot of sense. I was thinking just from the perspective of healthcare navigation, you know, like there could be, you know, the, the, the knowledge of Sedera and, and its members to navigate care. I mean, it just, it's silly to even have to think about it, but Yeah, it makes sense that it's either or, um, not necessarily in addition to.
1: Yeah, it's, and and navigating the healthcare is a critical thing. And so when you're making this leap from insurance to sharing, you know, at first, I mean, I remember my wife, the first time she used her sharing membership, she was on the way to go see the dermatologist and she's like, now, what do I do with the Sedera membership? I mean, what do I say to the doctor when I go in? I didn't get a card. I'm like, no, you didn't get a card. That's exactly right. And she walked in the door as a cash pay patient and her fee was like, ninety dollars for the for the for the office visit and she went and sat down with the dermatologist and she had this spot on her cheek and and the dermatologist said you know first of all that spot isn't anything to be concerned about it's not cancerous or anything but she said if you want that to go away i can give you this cream and it'll you know put it on for a week or two and it'll go away and she asked my wife asked the, the right question at the time and she said what is that going to cost and she said, and the dermatologist said, I don't know. Let me find out. Left the room, came back, and a little vial of cream was going to be about $600. And she said, well, wow. look, I've, I've got that amount of money, but what other options do I have? And they said, oh, well, we could just kind of freeze it off, burn it off right here. And um, and she said, and it'll just flake off in a couple of days. And my wife said, well, how much is that going to cost? And I said, oh, about 60 bucks." And she said, okay, how about we go with that option? <laughs> and so that was her first experience yeah. with sharing. Now, the reality is she wasn't a member of Dr. Garrett's practice yet because she could have gone to Dr. Garrett's office and gotten that resolved and not paid anything extra right, to get that right. frozen off because that's something Dr. Garrett does all the time.
0: Wow. Very cool. So very exciting stuff. You know, just t- talking to you guys is, is energizing because it does help us think outside the box. There, there's more than one way to pay for healthcare, And as Jamie and Dr. Garrett have said, we should be in the driver's seat. And there's options. So I'm I'm excited to be talking to both of you about this. Let's talk about what you guys are excited about.
2: I'm excited about the ability now that I'm doing direct primary care and I have adequate time with patients. I mean, Jamie talked about his first visit. I have adequate time with patients to really get to sort of the root causes of people's health problems, their disease, whatever problems they have, and address them with lifestyle rather than medication. And I'm, I'm super excited that I've started in the last couple of years, three or four years, I guess, de-prescribing medication, this whole concept, we didn't even learn about this in medical school or, or in residency. It was just like, here's the prescription you use for the rest of the person's life for their diabetes. Here's the prescription you use for the rest of the person's life for their blood pressure, cholesterol, acid reflux, et cetera. When you have time with the patient, you can actually get into these lifestyle issues and deal with them rather than just paying lip service really quickly and saying in 16 seconds, yeah, well, you need to eat better and exercise more, which is ridiculous advice. But we can go into the real root cause problems or solve those problems with helping them with their sleep, helping them with their way of eating, eating healthy for the long term, helping them with exercise. And then over time, removing medication, reversing putting into remission, high blood pressure, diabetes, type two diabetes, obesity, these kind of things. I mean, that really is exciting. It's super satisfying when someone makes the lifestyle change and says, I used to have diabetes. I used to have high blood pressure and now I don't. And, you know, and now I'm not prescribing that medication for that patient. I mean, that's to me, the holy grail.
0: Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And it is, it's important. It's this lifestyle, you know, thing, and you know, and you don't charge any more for it, right? No, that's, yeah, that's, that's (laughs) like, I do. do. I mean, going back to that. I don't need to,
2: it's so satisfying. I I just, you know, it's you, my head hits the pillow at night and I sleep like a baby because I know I'm doing real good for my patients. So it feels
0: great. That's fantastic. Jamie, what, what excites you?
1: So I'll, I'll just make one comment about what Dr. Garrett said is Dr. Garrett at one point said, go read this book and make an appointment so you know I can talk about the book. I've never had a doctor tell me, go read a book and then let's go talk about it at a future point. That was awesome. And by the way, yeah. read the book and still impl- still working on implementing things. And Dr. Garrett knows that. So that's an what active it, conversation manually? between the two of us. Uh, it's, I, I think the one, th- I'm getting going to get the title title wrong, but it's uh, I think it's called The Paleo Cure and for me and what okay. I was dealing with and yeah. my, my, you know, uh, health issues, that was something to investigate. Specific and maybe adopt- to, to you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Specific
1: to me personally. Yeah. yeah. That's and awesome. What right? I was dealing with. Yeah. I loved it. Absolutely. You know, and so what excites me is, you know, first of all, this is, you know, I would say there's never been a better time for change. I mean, unfortunately, as a country, we've been and the, as a world COVID, you know, COVID 19 has just been. Really been so challenging on so many levels. The the loss of life is just so tragic and and so incredibly unfortunate. But it, it's really opened I think a lot of eyes, and we've been numbed to the consequences of our broken healthcare system for far far too long. And I. I think that's created that COVID has created a wake-up event in many ways, and it's forced us to re-examine every part of our lives and our institutions, and especially healthcare. And so, one of the things that's kind of top of mind for me right now, and, and we're excited about changing this, is that why is a country is our healthcare tied to our employer? Why is that something that why why are we set up that way? Now, there's some history on why that was the case. But no one should lose their health insurance when they lose their job or no one should lose their healthcare solution when they lose their job. And and right now there's so many people that are in an extremely vulnerable situation because of that. So we're excited to be providing people an option that's out there that isn't tied to their employer relationship. And so they can, whether they're with an employer or not, you know, it's they can take their Sedera membership wherever they go.
0: That is very exciting, and so I think you know a lot of a lot of folks are smelling the coffee and they're opening their eyes, and it's because of the conversations that that we're having with with you, Jamie, and, and Dr. Garrett. You know, you guys keep doing it. I'm excited for the work you guys are doing, and and uh, the opportunity that you're offering other people alternatives to the status quo. This has been fun. I knew this was going to be a really, really great episode. And I'm sure listeners, you're you're getting a lot out of it. And maybe if something that you heard today inspired you, I'd say do more than just let it inspire you. Act on that inspiration and check out Sidera or check out your local direct primary care. That's where it's at. Um, before we conclude, guys, I- I'd love to hear you know a closing thought from both of you and then the best way that uh, the listeners could get in touch or learn more.
2: Sure. So yeah, I mean, closing thought, I think if, if people are not already aware before this podcast of, of direct primary care, they should check it out. They should find where there are practices like that in their area. And I'd like to give people a resource on that. There's a mapper for the United States and oh, it's nice. at mapper, M-A-P-P-E-R dot D-P-C frontier, like direct primary care and they can find, it's just got little pins on the map all across the United States. There are thousands of practices now where they can find a direct primary care practice near themselves and investigate it and just see for themselves. They'll, it's kind of like what Jamie said. It's it's an experience. The first time they walk into an office, with them, well, the first time they call, and instead of a voicemail tree, they a human answers the phone, um, and then they come in and there's nobody sitting in the waiting room. It's just an experience that people ought to, ought to have. And I would say the same thing about Sedera. I mean, like I said, my wife and I switched from traditional health insurance when it got to be for the two of us and two healthy kids, $1,400 a month for what was essentially nothing. We were getting no value from only pain and frustration. Uh, We switched to a sharing plan, which ended up costing us around $500 a month. I mean, I think everybody should check that out as well because for, for a huge number of people, it's a much better solution. So that's, that's really all I've got for, for closing.
0: So thank you so much, Dr. Garrett, uh, really appreciate the resource. And, you know, as I consider, in fact, when Jamie and I last spoke on the podcast, I was thinking about getting it and I didn't. And so now I feel guilty, but you've made this thing. Like, if I don't do it, I'm probably the biggest, like, anyway, I got to do it. So what advice would you give us for those of us considering direct primary care? Um, what, what should we be thinking about? What, what should we look out for?
2: Yeah. So I think just go go right on that mapper and look at the practice. And they have different colored pins for whether the practice is a pure direct primary care practice, meaning that's all they do, or a hybrid direct primary care practice, which means maybe they have a traditional insurance based component of the practice and the doctors allowing some time for direct primary care. I think that you're going to get the best experience if you're in an office that is a pure direct primary yeah. care practice. And then on each one of those pens on the map, it takes you directly to their website. So you should be able to go on that website and evaluate it before you even, you know, join or contact them. You know, you can read the, the doctor's bio and see how the practice works. And they'll usually have a member agreement that tells you kind of all the details. And so you'll be able to, again, start that process of being a conscious shopper that you're getting good value for your price. And so that their, their website should be the first portal for that. And you can find that from that link.
0: That's really helpful.
1: So, uh, let me let me jump in on this point too. Totally agree with everything Dr. Garrett said, and obviously he's built and established a very successful practice. So he comes from a wealth of experience here. My two cents, coming as sort of the outsider would be, and, but a lot of our members have a direct primary care membership. And the thing that I've noticed is I wouldn't go to a hybrid practice. I would look for someone who's a pure play that they don't take insurance at all. If they still take insurance, they're still getting pulled in by the old system. You want someone, I think, who is built a practice from the ground up with no insurance, no fee for service built into their practice at all. So you want a pure play direct primary care practice. Love it.
0: Thank you so much for that advice, guys and listeners. Hope, hope this is helpful for you. That's mapper.dpcfrontier.com. We'll add that to uh, to the show notes for everybody listening to to access, as well as links to Dr. Garrett and the work that he does. And and obviously the other resource being Sidera. So I'll transition that to, to your closing thought, Jamie.
1: Sure. So, so uh, you know, I would say that, look, we'd be happy to talk to you about any of your listeners about Sidera and how that, you know, and so they can learn more about what a medical cost sharing membership means and so you can look it up, look us up at Sidera Sedera.com or send us an email at info at com or on Twitter. I think our handle is, you know, at Sidera Health. And I would just encourage folks to not to look at direct primary care plus a sharing membership. And if all that was generated was significant savings for them, where else could they invest those savings into their health and into other aspects of their lives? This is not only about better health care but such a large percentage of bankruptcies in this country are a result of the high cost of healthcare and so if it's this is not only helping people with their well-being but also their financial well-being as well
0: well said Jamie and you know the over 60% of bankruptcies that happen due to healthcare like i was i was actually disgusted to hear that half of those are with people with insurance and so like you, you definitely, at least with me, touched a nerve with that one. And, yeah. and if you're listening to this and it didn't touch a nerve, I hope it does because it's a problem. And, uh, you know, leaders like Jamie and Dr. Garrett are doing their part to help solve it for us. And so certainly appreciate what you guys are doing to make healthcare, accessing healthcare less expensive and and a better experience for everyone. Uh, Dr. Garrett, Jamie, really appreciate you guys uh, spending time with the outcomes rocket. Thanks
1: for having us, Saul. Saul, always a pleasure to be with you. Thank you so much for having us and and glad you're well. Hey, Outcomes Rocket listeners. No
0: podcast, no problem. Launch a professional podcast you'll love in four weeks. Most people hire production companies to edit and distribute content that sounds bad and does nothing for their revenue or their network but you could turn the key to a made-to-order podcast and skip all the pitfalls that make 90% of shows discontinue after five episodes. We've got the expertise, the elbow grease, and you're back on this one. Visit smoothpodcasting.com to learn more. That's smoothpodcasting.com to learn more.